You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? Oh, yeah. You got that right, my friend. All right, next stop, the Trend Zone. It's Wednesday, December 28th, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. It's sunny, but a little chilly. 61 degrees, Dave Burr. This winter is no joke. (laughs) No doubt, Casey. I know people have no sympathy on us, but it is a little chilly. Bundle up, baby. Get that park on. In today's episode, we'll talk about Hackett getting the hatchet. The Raiders parking their car. Dave, see what I'm doing here, baby? More to a drama Getting closer to the sole survivor. Fantasy go-back starts of the week. Some total fantasy domination heading into a fantasy Super Bowl week. And Woo. all of the awesomeness coming up in week 17. But Dave, before we get to all that, let's get it started with a tasty nug for the people. Not only a tasty nug, Dave, a tasty playoff nug for the people. The <laughs> chronic, the primo, dude. Bring it. The best. I got the best stuff here, Casey. I'll do the AFC starting off. Five teams have clinched. That's the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bengals, and my Los Angeles Chargers, Ooh. our Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh, how about that's that? right. Ours that when means, in the playoffs. <laughs> that's right. You're back. <laughs> that means just two spots are available, and there are seven teams still alive vying for those positions. Wow. Dave, over in the NFC, we only got uh, four spots clinched. The Vikings, the Niners, my Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles, they're all in. But the Giants can clinch with a win. The Bucks can clinch with a win. And those Commandos can clinch in the win. So it's going to look a lot different by the end of the weekend. But still tons to play for. Yeah, we'll get some answers, though. It's going to be exciting this weekend. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Trend Zone, the podcast you're listening to right now, available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And we're now on Amazon Music as well. Make sure you subscribe, like, and leave us those sweet five-star reviews. All right, Dave, let's get into some of the top trending stories, bro. Man, in a season that's had so many ups, there's a lot of downs in this now with Tua, man. Uh, looks like he's going to miss a huge game this weekend. Yeah, no kidding, dude. And it's a bummer because Tua has been very injury-prone. This looks like his third concussion, although that first one was listed as a back injury. I'm calling it a concussion. Yeah. And that's bad news. A guy who had already had a bad ankle and a tightrope surgery there. He had a hip injury uh, coming out. Uh, he has been just banged up. And this is the worst of all, though, the head trauma. When you go through this many uh, this early, and it doesn't seem like they're devastating hits, really, for Tua. They have got to be very, very cautious. And the interesting thing is, Casey, it was unreported in the game. Nobody knew about it, although his performance did dip off massively. But it wasn't until the film session on Monday when Mike McDaniel noticed something was off and uh, he had him report to the doctors. And sure enough, he was entered into the concussion protocol, man. Yeah, I didn't see the hit. I was too busy slamming eggnog and ripping open the packages with the family there. But this is actually pretty devastating. You know, you mentioned this is possibly the third concussion this year. Yeah. He's kind of a smaller dude. He's been battling injuries. So. And he doesn't feel like he's getting clear of these. You know what I mean? This has happened over a short span of time. Very sketchy moving forward. So would love to see the guy continuing to play because he's so exciting. But, you know, it's definitely coming at a cost. No kidding. And it's Teddy B that's going to get the opportunity here with this very talented team. If he can get in the 
in the driver's seat there and make some stuff happen. Uh, in his limited play, he started one game and played three games. Uh, he has three touchdowns and three interceptions, so not brilliant. But again, the cast of characters around him gives Teddy B an opportunity uh, to get this team uh, pointed towards the playoffs and get him in there. Yeah, and he's got a ton of experience, too. All right, Dave, uh, no playoffs in the future for the Broncos, but um, Buddy Hackett, he going make it a full season. The joke's it's on Nathaniel, him, Nathaniel, huh? Casey. It's oh. Nathaniel. <laughs> well, it was a comedy of errors going on with these Broncos <laughs> all year, man, and I, you know, I don't see a quick fix on any of this stuff. Yeah, their defense is, was uh, exceptional all year long, and the offense was inept. And it's interesting, Casey, they get rid of Hackett, who was an offensive guru that's why he was hired to come in there and and work that offensive side of the football where they were so uh you know inept but they keep general manager Peyton who is the guy who made the trade for Russell Wilson and gave him that huge contract extension so we'll see if he really will be retained or if he's just part of the process of finding a new head coach uh it looks like the Broncos ownership has suggested that the new head coach will have plenty of power in the organization. So if they'd still keep that GM around, he may not have final say. He may be sort of just in charge of scouting and pro personnel and such, but not have the final call. We'll see. Yeah, dude, we haven't even made it to January and there's already going to be at least three head coach vacancies coming up in the new year. There's always a shocker too, isn't there, Casey? Like one or two that pop up late yeah. that you didn't see coming. And it always seems to be between six and eight uh, jobs are available. So we're sitting at three. Wow, craziness, man. Yep. Speaking of a little craziness, Dave, the Raiders have parked their car for the rest of the season, bro. In the garage, up on blocks, dirty oil, busted gaskets. Maybe Ooh. not that bad, but he ain't driving no mo. Yeah, no question about this, Casey. And and there's a lot of components to this. One is that Stidham is a guy that has worked with McDaniel for a while. He'll be get the opportunity here as as uh Car won't even be suited up. He'll be third string. The other thing that tells me also that they really don't want him on the field. Why wouldn't they want him on the field? Well, he's due um, uh, $37 million guaranteed, and that would extend the contract by a year if he can't pass a physical at the end of the season. So I'm thinking they're oh. just wanting to keep him in bubble wrap, make sure that no matter what, he doesn't earn that injury guarantee and that lets them off the hook a lot lot softer and smoother if they want to move on from car at the end of this season and you know dave there will be a huge huge used car market among the <laughs> other 31 teams out there in the nfl yeah we'll see if they can um, hold on to him in 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 order to trade him or i know that there is a bonus due at some point in time that they may, if they hold on to him, they may have to absorb that bonus and then they're trading that. So it'll be interesting. Maybe Carr will work with them to help get him out of there and into a situation that he likes. Uh, ultimately, they may end up having to cut him too. So we'll see. Man, I wonder if Devontae is like, damn, I should have just left a couple mil off the table and stayed in Green Bay with my guy A-Rod. Wow, this didn't work out so well for uh, Carr and Devontae, did it? Interesting, man. The NFL is constantly churning, constant change. Speaking constant change, Dave, yep. one of the best to ever do it is walking off into the sunset after this season, it looks like. Yep, that would be J.J. Watt, Casey, and he was a, a superstar, obviously, for a long time, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year 
five times first team all pro two times NFL sack leader 2010 all decade team a total of 111.5 sacks for JJ Watt what a guy dude what a, yeah what a dude and not only the sacks 580 total tackles 69 pass deflections 27 forced fumbles 17 fumble recoveries Dave but as dominant as he was on the field he was even more dominant off the field in a way that he impacted people's lives and really contributed to his community. No question, Casey. And I think we all re- recall the time where he set a goal to cert- to, 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 to get some money uh, to help Houston recover from Hurricane Harvey. I don't remember what the goal was, but he completely destroyed it. He raised $37 million wow. in order to help uh, the Houston area recover from that devastating hurricane, dude. Class act for sure all the way. Yeah, dude, and I think he'll be great if he decides to go into the booth, but you know he'll be successful in whatever it is that he decides to do um, once he finally um, steps off the field for good. All right, Dave, let's move it on. Even though we're dead, survival, three strikes pool for the people going into the final stretch. Yeah, it will be the most popular pick from last week was San Francisco over Washington. That was over 25% of the folks. Most popular incorrect pick. Tennessee over Houston, 20% of the people that were somehow left got burned by that. And if you're still alive, the uh, most popular pick heading into week 17 is the Jags over the Texans. All right, Dave, fantasy go-back starts of the week. Brother, did you have anything? Well, no, I didn't, Casey. In our league, I had a bye heading towards that fifth-place game. And in the other league, I completely crushed it. I'll be heading towards the seventh-place game, the consolation winner. Hopefully. Congratulations, sir. Well, in our league, as you know, I am headed to the Super Bowl. But in my other league, Dave, one of my most favorite teams I've ever had. My team was so stacked and strong. Made one fatal mistake. I started DeAndre Hopkins instead of Kenneth Walker. And I'm dead because of it, dude. And I'm still not over because I love this team so much. They were so good. I dominated the league start to finish. Made one little mistake and my season is over. I get nothing. I lose to me. (laughs) Oh, brutal. So brutal, Dave. I will recover at some point, but let's go ahead and look at some total fantasy domination. Give me a quarterback. All right. Josh Allen for the bang, dang owls, although they did get eliminated from playoff contention. He had another phenomenal game, 476 pass yards, six pass TDs, two pass (laughs) interceptions, 118 rush yards of rush TD, one fumble loss, but two, two point conversions. Man, what a day for Allen. How the hell did the Bang Dangs lose? Oh, my God. That's enough for you by yourself. No doubt. That's two straight weeks from Allen that were amazing. Wow. And then Cam Akers, baby. This guy floated around the free agent scrap for a while. Was going to get cut in reality. Didn't. And for Donna the Donkey, dude, 183 rush yards, three rushing touchdowns, and threw on 64 receiving yards. What a day by Cam Akers. Wow. No kidding. How about wide receiver Jalen Waddle, Dick Man's, uh, Dick Sam Porto, and the Dolphins were the beneficiaries here with 257 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns for Waddle. And then for the Disco Donkeys, man, George Kittle is lighting it up down the stretch here. 213 receiving yards and a couple of receiving touchdowns. Wow, man. George Kittle getting it done. Dave, for the peoples out there that are moving in, to the uh, fantasy Super Bowl and may need a quarterback due to injury or something? Or is there anybody out there? Yeah, I mean, for sure. 
And, and hopefully you don't need a quarterback. But if you did, Baker Mayfield coming off a real nice game. How about Carson Wentz? He'll be getting an opportunity. And then Teddy B, obviously, with all those weapons around him. Very good opportunity for all three of those guys to have a decent game. Yeah, and then a running back, there's not a whole lot out there. Antonio Gibson, maybe, or Khalil Herbert. You're looking at a timeshare, but at least those guys have been productive. At wide receiver, Russell Gage has been coming on, and then T.Y. Hilton getting acclimated as a cowboy over there. And then at uh, tight end, how about my guy Patrick Aquinemius, Tony Sarasipius, Friar Moot, <laughs> and then maybe Tyler Higby, who had a monster game last week, too, monster. man. Yeah, no question. Those guys are both uh, producing. All right, Dave, to hell with all that fantasy crap. Let's get into reality, bro. It is week 17. Wait, week 17? Oh, my. Week 17? It's slipping away. It's slipping away, man. Holy moly. Oh, so it's slipping away. <laughs> it's bittersweet, dude. It's so bittersweet. But what a season. And overall, 76 games have been won or tied by teams that trailed in the fourth quarter. That's more than any other season in league history through 16 weeks. Very fitting as it comes down the stretch here. A couple weeks left. Some big games on the slate. Let's get it started with Thursday nighter, Dave. Yep. It is going to be your Dallas Cowboys, Casey, at the Tennessee Titans. And the Cowboys on the road are favored by nine and a half. Wow, that's a sketchy number. I'm sure you're going to get into that a little bit, why that's so bad. But Cowboys coming off a huge win over those hated Eagles last week, man. It was uh, it was uh, Minshew that played and not Jalen Hurts, but I don't care. They didn't show us any quarter when it was Cooper Rush out there instead of Dak Prescott, right? I didn't hear uh, any <laughs> clamoring from them that the win didn't count as much. You go out there and you play um, – whoever your opponent is, whoever's on the field. Yeah. But uh, a great game had to battle back down, but 10 points a couple times, including right off the bat when Dak threw that pick six early in the game. But I love the way the Cowboys fought back. They didn't run the ball well, but it, they had a lot of quantity there. We mentioned T.Y. as maybe a streamer, had the huge conversion for 50 yards on third and 30. Look for him to be more involved with the pass game. C.D. Lamb really heating up. He had a couple touchdowns in that game, too. Um, hopefully they can start getting some guys healthy, man. It's been a real mash unit on the defensive side of the ball, including linebacker and uh, the cornerback position there. I'm not sure what Leighton Vander Esch's status is going to be um, for this week, but um, Anthony Barr played pretty solid right there. And the rookie Deron Bland's been nice at cornerback, and we're starting to see some nation right there. Overall, this offense is fully clicking. Hopefully they can keep that going. Dak needs to clean it up just a little bit, but run the damn football and be smart uh, with the, the pass there. And uh, like I said, Dak's accuracy has really been off the charts if you throw out those interceptions. But they're scoring in the 30s every week. I think it's been 25 or more points in five or six wow. straight games. So yep. they're really being efficient. Got to tighten up the defense. Go beat these damn Titans. Uh, don't make this. Everybody else has. Yeah. And then you get that mini buy. You're going to be off for like 10 days with a huge matchup um, with the commandos coming up. But uh, I got to love the way the Cowboys are playing. Still trying to sniff that NFC East and the number one um, seed. Not sure that's going to happen, but let's keep winning ball games. Yeah. And Titans story is uh, obviously not nearly as um, hopeful as the Cowboys. Although, uh, you know, they're still in the mix here. The Titans have lost five in a row to drop Ooh. to seven and eight. That's tying them with the surging ja Jaguars team 
that beat them just a few weeks ago. And the Jags currently hold that tiebreaker. So the winner of that division is going to go. And the, obviously the loser is going to stay at home. This game, essentially this one here for the, for the Cowboys uh, against the Cowboys for the Titans is essentially worthless because that last game of the season, it's going to be at Jacksonville. And no matter what happens in this game, that's a de facto playoff game. The winner will win the division and go to the playoffs, obviously, and the loser will be out of the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how the Titans approach this game, whether there's a certain handful of dudes that will not be able to play. And as we've just been hearing, uh, it looks like Derrick Henry is questionable. That's the kind of guy that maybe you, you don't put out there to take that beating when you really like him to be as healthy as he can in the final week when it really counts for this Titans squad. I'm cool with that. Uh, Malik Willis offense with no Derrick Henry. Sign me up, baby. Right. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Dave. Up next, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Atlanta Falcons and the Falcons are three and a half point favorites. Yeah. And this Cardinals squad, um, really a disappointing, disappointing season, arguably one of the, if not the most disappointing teams in the league, but there's a few good candidates there. This one's probably going to end the Kingsbury era and conceivably the Steve Kime era too, which I would have ended a long time ago, but that's just me. Maybe I'm a little trigger happy there, but I think Murray with that uh, big, big contract uh, isn't going anywhere. So the the job is going to be, how do you get him to play more consistently? How do you get this team to have more of an identity offensively? Yeah, and how can you get McSorley to throw my guy DeAndre Hopkins a few passes in the playoffs so I'm not dead in my other league, Dave? I'm bitter about that one. But, Dave, it's a little bit brighter for these Falcons. Desmond Ritter, his second start, better than the first. Um, Didn't do well, but kept him in that Saints game. And then last week, 22-33, 218 yards, still lost to the Ravens. But he's getting out there. He's doing it without pits. They're finding out if this is the guy moving forward. So, um you know, in a season that's supposed to be completely lost with these Falcons, they stayed competitive, but uh, just not enough. Yeah. All right. Up next, it's the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Lions at home favored by five and a half in this one. Yeah. And the Bears, they're eliminated. But boy, it'd be nice to kick out one of your um, divisional foes there. So they'll see. But the Bears just a half game back of the Texans for that top pick in the draft. If I'm the Bears, I'm sitting Justin Fields for this one. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens on Sunday. And Detroit, Casey, coming off a disappointing oh, disappointing loss to the Panthers. And with a record of 7-8 and eight, after doing such an amazing job in the middle of that season, rallying and saving the season, they're sitting at 7-8. and eight. They need a win, and they need some help to make the playoffs. A Detroit loss to Chicago would likely end their postseason dreams. And then at, at Green Bay is going to finish the season off for Detroit. So that pretty pretty much makes this one an absolute must win because you know at Green Bay is going to be a must win for both squads. Yeah, and you know Campbell's pissed about those Lions giving up over 300 rushing yards last week. Brutal. Got to get that tightened up. All right, Dave, up next, the Jacksonville Jaguars, baby, at the Houston Texans. Jags are four-point favorites on the road. Yeah, and this Jaguars team has sure turned it around. They've won four of the last five, and head coach Doug Peterson says they will play to win with all of their players, speculatively, even though this game will not matter as the Week 18 game versus the Titans will determine the winner of the AFC South and obviously the playoff berth that goes with it, winner-take-all. Yeah, and these Texans really let one get away last week, that win over the Titans. Now they're just a half-game <laughs> separation from the bears for that number one pick in the draft 
a win in the next two weeks could be very detrimental to that cause. What the hell are you doing, Texans? Lay yeah. down, bro. <laughs> There's a couple of people there that are trying to win for sure. How about Lovey and how about uh, Davis Mills doing everything they can to see if That's they right. can get keep their jobs safe in, in the future there, dude. All right. Up next, Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs at home favored by 13. That's a big number for the NFL. This isn't college ball, Casey. Favored by 13. Yeah, dude, and these Broncos played the Chiefs pretty tight last time after going down. I think it was 21 nothing. then they fought That's back right. in that thing. But, dude, this Broncos team was lifeless on Christmas Day, man. They continue Oof. to embarrass the league whenever they're in prime time, man. That was yeah. awful. There was a ton of quit on that field, um, yeah. and there was only so much the owners can take. They went ahead and canned Nathaniel Hackett, let everybody know that that job is going to be available. But I can't imagine – that the Broncos are able to match the intensity level that the Chiefs are going to need because Chiefs are still fighting for that number one seed in the AFC. No question. They've won eight of nine. Their last loss was to Buffalo, uh, and that's obviously who they're trailing just by that tiebreaker. Same record as Buffalo for that number one spot, but the, obviously they need to get in front of them to get that number one spot. So this is a huge game for the Chiefs. They need to win and hope the Bills lose a game. Uh, and then that top seed could be theirs and the buy that goes with it. They're still right there within reach. And after this game against the Broncos, the Chiefs will go to Las Vegas and play a different looking Vegas team. So we'll see. Oh, yeah, the Jared Stidham, Vegas Raiders. All right, Dave, I'm next. Finally, a tasty game, bro. Miami <laughs> Dolphins at New England Patriots. The Dolphins are point and a half favorites. Yeah, and each team controls their own path to the postseason in this one, Casey, starting with the Dolphins. Unfortunately, though, the Dolphins have been headed in the wrong direction, coming off their fourth loss uh, in a row. This one to Green Bay, in which Tua tossed three picks, speculatively, obviously, after being concussed late in that game, just to throw away the game, essentially, a game that they were winning 20-10 to at one point. Uh, It'll be Teddy Bridgewater at QB for sure. They've determined that. And the Finns at eight and seven, they're hanging on to that last playoff spot in the AFC, but they're just one game in front of four other teams. And after this game, it's New England at New England. Um, Excuse me, after this game against New England, um, they will host the Jets, uh, who obviously are still in contention themselves. And then last week, dude, the Pats looked like they were left for dead, but had that monster comeback with the chance to beat the Bengals right there at the end before the Ramondre Stevenson fumble, man. Just a brutal loss, dude. Now that's four out of the last five. They're sitting at seven, eight, uh, seven and eight, but they're right now. They're at the AC. They're just on the outside looking in one game back of the Dolphins. They win this game. They're going to jump the Dolphins. And then depending what happens on Monday night, they're at Buffalo. That game could mean something to the Bills. It might not, but it won't mean anything to the Patriots if they don't win on Sunday. Man, this is a huge game. Huge. All right, up next. (laughs) Up next, it's the uh, Indianapolis Colts at the New York Giants. The Giants are favored by three in this one. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the fight in Saturday is now one in five since um, J.S. has been the interim head coach there. And, yeah. uh, you know, Nick Foles was not the answer on Monday night. They got <laughs> absolutely pounded by your charge. I don't even – I quit counting after, like, five or six sacks, man. They were just destroying Foles all night. Yeah. Um, Taylor's already down for the year. See if they can get anything out of this team. 
um, that's, you know, they've fallen off a cliff since halftime of that uh, game against the Vikings. Ooh, man. It's just been all bad. And uh, I guess if there's any bright spots, they're holding the fifth pick in the draft right now. Yeah, and they didn't trade it away like so many of the other teams <laughs> up top. It's the Giants on the other side of this uh, game, Casey, and they're coming off a loss to the Vikings. They're sitting at 8-6-1, and one, though. They're currently the sixth seed in the NFC. They have not yet clinched a berth, though. Uh, and then after this game, it's the, uh, at Philadelphia. And obviously, that's going to be a tough game. So you got to look at this game as as kind of like a must win for this giant squad. They can get themselves into the playoffs. Yeah, I do. Winning, you're in against the Colts at home. It should be uh, should be able to handle that if you're a playoff team. Give it to plenty Saquon. of motivation there. That's right. All right. Up next, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are six and a half point favorites. Yeah, and at six and nine, Casey, the Saints are, believe it or not, not eliminated. They're just just hanging on out there, and they could. There is a scenario where they make it to the playoffs. They are currently the 12 seed. They need to win out and get a ton of help up next. It'll be the Panthers after this, and that one could be an important game for both squads. And, dude, Philly's sitting at 13-2. and two. They're in the playoffs. They've not clinched the top seed or the division, and the huge question mark around Hurts, if he can't go, um, this game could look a lot different. Minshew was pretty good last week, mm-hmm. and he'll. I assume he's going to play in this game. We have to see. They're being you know, very ambiguous about what's going on with Hurts. Um, so... And now with Lane Johnson out, do you put a banged up Hurts in with your best tackle in the league not being there? So it's yeah, it was looking like they were just going to run away with this thing. Now it's getting a little sketchy. I would I would like to see them drop this game just to make Week 18 a little more saucy Tasty. and sexy. And I hate the Eagles, but other than that, you know, we'll see what happened. They did play pretty well last week. That effort would have beaten a bunch of teams, but the Cowboys found a way to win that game. So. Um, Lots uh, TBD in the NFC, man. And I do believe they play the Giants in that final week, too. So that would be a big game for the Giants. So, all right, up next, Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks at home favored by three. Yeah, Carolina, dude. Woo! They're still running the damn football over the Lions. Destroyed Detroit in that cap battle. Um, Sitting at six and nine. They've won three of their last four. They beat the Bucks in the first matchup. So a win right here. We put them in first place in the division, setting up that huge game for week 17, which would be um, against the Saints. So um, this has been a gross, weird division all year long. This is a very fascinating game, man. Very interesting to see if these Panthers can rise up to the challenge. No doubt. And they've been playing some great football of late. Um, And you look at this Buccaneers side, it's a little clearer picture for them with a win Tampa Bay wins the division outright and they're they're in the playoffs all good right but a loss and they would win they need to win next week and hope that Carolina loses as well next week for the Buccaneers will be at Atlanta so it does kind of feel like if they don't get this one they're they're out of control and they don't you know and then then they're just hoping that the Panthers drop that last game that would be crazy town dude and Tom Brady on the outside? Whoa. Can't believe it. Weird, okay. man. All right, up next, the Cleveland Browns at the Washington Commandos. And those Commandos are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'd kill you last. <laughs> and Cleveland, Casey, a loss to the Saints last week eliminated them from the playoffs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Their first-rounder, 
currently 11th overall, goes to the Houston Texans as part of the trade. So that's not good either. They're going to have an interesting offseason in Cleveland as they try and put pieces around their quarterback that they say they they gave up so much for. Um, and they're probably going to be uh, losing a couple of guys, too. I can't imagine they can keep that tandem of running backs together this offseason. Yeah, and the, the commandos coming off that loss to the 49ers. That's their second in a row. That's not help, but they're still clinging to that last playoff spot in the NFC. And if they can win their last couple games, they're going to be in. They made the move. They're going back to Carson Wentz to see if he can rally this team and they can get in there. They do a lot of stuff well. Um, they're just a half game up on three, seven, and eight teams in the NFC. So very little margin for error. But beat these Brownies, then you control your destiny against the Dallas team next week that may or may not have anything to play for. That's right. All right, moving it on to the late slate. Uh, it is the San Francisco 49ers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Niners on the road, favored by six. Who knows if that that number will uh, move a little bit now that the information is, is out that Derek Carr is not going to be playing for the Raiders. Oh, yeah, I expect that line to bump up to like 10 or 13, man. This is yeah. going to be a bloodbath. Um, and remember when this season started, this was supposed to be Trey Lance and then it was Jimmy and now it's Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, just like everybody thought. But Dave, I don't know that there's a hotter team in the NFL right now. They destroyed the commandos. They've won eight in a row. They're looking at the, they're in the three seed right now, just a game back in Minnesota. And after these Raiders, they host Arizona. So they have a legitimate shot at the two and the one seed. So, um, the sky's the limit for these Niners. Uh, Bosa is playing freaking lights out, man. This defense is awesome. D'Amico Ryan's probably going to be a head coach somewhere next year. Time to capitalize on this. Uh, I don't see them having any trouble th- with these Raiders. I mean, it's the NFL, so anything can happen. But um, San Francisco, man, is full steam ahead to the playoffs. And this, this Vegas Raiders squad on the other side is definitely not – looking good although at six and nine in, in the 12th seeded Raiders they've actually still they haven't been eliminated yet but they have benched Derek Carr moving on to Jared Stidham uh, to see what they have there but uh, Derek Carr won't even suit up for this game and look for the Raiders to move on from Carr in the offseason especially if if Stidham really does anything here it's a real big opportunity for Stidham up next the Vegas Raiders will play uh host to Kansas City. So that's going to be a tough, tough finish to the season in all likelihood for these Raiders. Wow. Brutal, dude. All right. This is actually, if anybody told you this was going to be an awesome game with major playoff ramifications at the beginning of the season, you'd be, you spending too much time in the nugs section of this <laughs> show at the beginning, but it is the New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks and the Jets are a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, and coming off a, a loss to the Jaguars, uh, in which the Jets only scored three points, and now the Jets have lost four. Dave, in a row. I just pitched this as a game with playoff implications, and you're giving yeah. me the junk. Well, all that bad stuff I just said. <laughs> hey, they're in that pack of four teams that are seven and eight, and just a game back of that final playoff spot in the AFC. So, uh, although things have not gone well for the Jets lately, they have got. Their destiny in front of them, they have to win and hope for some some luck. Yeah, and they're getting Mike White back, so that's a huge mm-hmm. improvement over what we've seen out of Zach Wilson. So um, there's a chance. And then, um, you know, these Seahawks, they're coming off a loss to the Chiefs. They're third in a row. 
but they're in a pack of three teams that are seven and eight, just a half game back at that final spot in the NFC. So why can't you beat these Jets, man? The 12s are going to be banging. Geno has been playing pretty well. Get this win here and let's take it to the last week and anything is possible. Yeah, this is a, this is as close as to a toss up as, as we've got for this weekend. Yeah. All right. Up next, the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. This is a good divisional battle, Casey. Um, the Pack are at home favored by three and a half. Yeah, and these Vikings, man, eight wins this season after trailing in the fourth quarter. That's tied for the single-season record with the 26 Lions. And they're coming off a big win against the, the New York Giants. They're sitting at 12-3. and three. They are kings of the north, and they still have a shot at the one seed. But since they lost to the Eagles, they need the Eagles to lose the next two games. And I don't know where their tiebreakers would go. Um, with San Francisco if they finish with the tied record. So um, they could also drop to the three seed behind um, those Niners. They do play the Bears uh, next week. So I'm not sure what to think about these the Vikings, man. We've seen them look mm-hmm. amazing. We've seen them look terrible. We've seen them win close games. Are they spending up all that postseason mojo now? Who knows? But um, they're going to the frozen tundra, dude, and that is not going to be an easy game by any means. Yeah, we've seen the Vikings look uh, amazing and terrible in the same game. Yeah. So they're, they're all over the place, man. All right, with this Packers team, though, after beating the Dolphins on Christmas Day, they've won three in a row now, and they sit at seven and eight. And, I mean, it seemed like they were left for dead, obviously, but now they've rallied, and they're sitting at seven, seven and eight. They're in that mix. They need to win and get some help. Um, but both the six and seven seed, are still within their reach uh, if everything fell right for them. Up next, they'll uh, go to Detroit to finish the season, and we, we shall see. Who knows if, uh, if Aaron uh, Rodgers can, can rally the squad to 9-8 and eight, and they can find a way into the playoffs. They're playing some of their best ball uh, lately, so we'll see what they can do. Yeah, he thinks that a haircut is Peaky Blinders, but it's really more Simple Jack. So uh, (laughs) it's working for him, though. Never go full retard. All right, Dave, up next. Never Never go go full, baby. Ooh, the (laughs) battle for Los Angeles. I'm not talking rage against the machine. I'm talking our Los Angeles Rams versus our Los Angeles Chargers. And the Chargers are seven-point favorites. But, Dave, man, it's been shake and bake the last few weeks in L.A. I'm talking about Baker Mayfield, man. He has sparked this team. They've won two of the last three, including that Christmas Day massacre. The Broncos, 52-14, to one casualty coming out of that. Nathaniel Buddy Hackett, gone. These Rams are playing with some some P&V, dude. And they're yeah. fun to watch. Baker's made this last little stretch exciting for a Rams team that doesn't have much to play for. He sure has. And on the other side, the Chargers, um, they've really played their best ball in the last couple of weeks. Three three wins in a row. They're now officially in the playoffs, currently the sixth seed. But depending on what happens, they could end up the five seed or drop to the seventh seed. So these next couple of games are important. L.A. has still not really put together a complete game, but... The Chargers are winning, and they're getting healthier as the playoffs approach. And they still plan on getting Joey Bosa back, and there's a chance they could even get Rashawn Slater back. Um, that would be an enormous get heading into the playoffs. They said even maybe even towards the end of the regular season wow. uh, for Bosa and then maybe Slater. Um, but you know what? Justin Herbert coming off of a nice game. He didn't throw an, uh, a touchdown pass, but he had a season-high 77 
56.4% completion last week against the Colts. Eckler not maybe getting enough love. He leads the league with 16 touchdowns, leads the entire league. He's wow. fourth in receivings, not Damn. amongst running backs, fourth in receiving uh, receptions. The next best running back is McCaffrey, who you would think just if you just asked a random fan, it would be, oh, McCaffrey. He has 21 more receptions than McCaffrey. So um, it, it, they use the running back a little different there uh, with yeah. the Los Angeles Chargers. They're not getting it going on the ground, admittedly. But Keenan Allen last week, 11 catches, 104 yards. Missing Keenan Allen for eight or nine or whatever it was games was, hey, what's wrong with this Chargers offense? What's wrong with, hey, tell you what, when you have Keenan Allen moving the chains, he's a third down converted into a first down, like half of his catches. And now you've got a full slate of, of, of weapons with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. You've got Josh Palmer. We saw Donald Parham in the mix, Gerald Everett. There's a lot of pieces here. On the other side, the Chargers defense has played their best three games of the season in the last three games. Last week, getting seven sacks, it was, on Nick Foles, Casey, and picking them off three times. The Chargers defense, prior to that, held down two of the best teams in the AFC uh, and and really did a great job defensively against those two teams um, in the Dolphins and Titans. So this Charger team, are they peaking at the right time? Can they stay healthy? Can they get healthy? Derwin James in the concussion protocol off of, off of that last, uh, you know, obviously uh, illegal hit. But uh, hopefully he can come back and this Charger team can get to full strength by the time the players ha- playoffs happen. I don't think anyone is going to want to play this Charger team mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And, dude, you mentioned Keenan and Mike Williams missing all that time. It let Herbert get some cohesion with Palmer and Carter there. So, like, that's going to start yeah. paying off now moving forward. And you're right, dude. I don't think anyone's going to want to play these Chargers, man, especially if they get Bosa back. Wow, watch out. All right, Dave, yeah. a little Sunday night football, AFC North style. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Hmm. Mm, yes, Casey. Well, let's talk about the Steelers team. They've won two straight. The Steelers now sitting at seven and eight are the 11 seed, which seems pretty far out of the playoffs. But they are at the tail end of that four pack of seven and eight teams that are just a game back of the seven seed. So it's still I know they need a lot to happen. They need plenty of help, but it is still possible for the Steelers to get to the postseason. And even if they could get to nine and eight and miss out due to the tiebreakers. That's very likely at this point. But it will be a hell of an achievement, and it would spare uh, Tomlin uh, his first ever losing season. So that would that right there uh, to put together that kind of uh, you know rally here towards the end for the Steelers will be very impressive. Up next, they will be hosting the the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and the the Ravens here at ten and five, they have clinched a playoff spot, but could still win the division, or they could slip back and fall down into the five seed. Lamar Jackson missed his tenth consecutive practice has not played since uh, hurting his knee in week 13. Probably not going to play in this one. Tyler Huntley has been okay. Not great. They did win last week. So that's all that really matters. Um, This is a big game because up next for these Ravens are Cincy, and that could be a battle for the North. So uh, you know this is always going to be a great physical football game. Um, So it's pretty fitting that we get it on Sunday night. All right, moving it on. Monday Night Football. Dave, finally, Monday night gets one, dude. This is maybe the game of the season so far. We got the Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills are one-point favorites in this one, and it will be just the third game in Monday night football history to involve two teams with 11 or more wins, Dave. And these guys are both battling for that one seed in the AFC, too. Wow. 
Yeah, and Buffalo sitting at 12 and 3, having just crushed the Bears. Buffalo has that number one seed and the bye currently, but they can't afford to lose as their hold on the top seed is simply by having the tiebreaker over Kansas City, who is also 12 and 3. Up next for the Bills, it will be the New England Patriots. But I mean, the way Josh Allen has been playing and slinging it the last couple of weeks, man. This is going. This looks like it's going to be a shootout. Both of these two quarterbacks have been lighting it up, dude. And the Bills have gotten Singletary going a little bit more as well. So that's been a huge um, kind of bonus for them. Uh, he led the team with a season-high 125 scrimmage yards from uh, last week's game. So obviously plenty of weapons. Yeah, plenty of weapons uh, for Josh Allen to dish the ball around to. Um, this is... Yeah, this is a, a, a an awesome football game, possible playoff uh, preview, uh, certainly maybe even a AFC uh, championship game preview. Yeah, and these Bengals, man, they're they're so hot right now as well. They've won seven in a row, including that game against the Patriots last week. And uh, we all know that Burrow and that offense is kicking total butt, but it was that defense that got the huge stop in a goal to go situation against those Patriots last week. Um, they're starting to run the ball a little bit better, but they did lose Lyle Collins, uh, the right tackle that came over from Dallas. Um, he's going to be done for the year. So um, just when that line, you feel like they're starting to get it. Maybe um, this we'll see how big of an impact that losing LC has. Um, but yeah. I've got to show my guy Trenton Irwin some love, dude. Uh, two TDs last week. He's been kicking total butt coming in there. I'm feeling the the role when uh, Chase was down for a while, Higgins was out with the injury. This guy has came in, come in and been an awesome um, addition yeah. to the offense. Joey B, man, this guy is legit, dude. Um, leading the Bengals to consecutive postseason appearances. Um, they were at the Super Bowl last year. Um, he's had, I think, five games of over 75 completion percentage this year. Just him and Dak, I think, are the only ones to do it. So a lot going right for this Cincy squad. This will be a huge test. And, uh, you know, the winner of this game is going to have a ton of confidence moving into week 18, dude. I just can't wait to see this one. I'm so stoked. Monday night's finally got a game that we're like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This is definitely it's a hell amazing. Yeah. yeah the, they finally nailed it with the schedule makers because it's all speculation at the beginning of the year. This one really came together. This is going to be a fun one. Take the over in this one. I can't imagine both these teams <laughs> don't put up four or five touchdowns. Oh, man, it is going to be sweet. Cannot wait. Just a couple more days. So many ways you can check out the football dudes, the Trend Zone, the podcast that you're listening to right now, available for subscription for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now on Amazon Music as well. Subscribe, like, and leave us those sweet, sweet five-star reviews. Yeah, so also like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. Make sure that you tag us across all those social media platforms. And head on over to footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. We want to wish everybody out there a safe and happy new year. For Dave, I'm Casey. We're out of here.